Your Story with Melinda Estabrooks, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Listen for new episodes every Monday and subscribe to the podcast at faithstrongtoday.com. Our stories have the power to connect us, to inspire us, and give us courage. On Your Story with Melinda, your story matters. Well, welcome back to another show on Your Story with Melinda. And get ready for an adventure of your lifetime. I know I'm being extreme, but my, my guest with me is a guy full of adventure and great thought on so many different things. My guest today is Jeremy Enns. He is the co-host of the Open Road podcast where you will find adventure in the everyday. He's an experiential learning facilitator with Eagles Flight. And I'll say this, he's a really cool millennial. I, I hate giving, you know, labels, but I am, who has a lot to say about faith, life, and love. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Melinda. It's really nice to be with you today. Awesome. And I know you're not going to mess up because you're actually a podcaster as well. So this should be kind of normal. Yeah, or it's you pretty natural. Okay, it's just good. we're hanging out, having a conversation, and it's definitely a, a fun thing and a sweet spot for me. So thanks for having me on. Awesome. Well, listen, let's start off with, because I know my listeners and watchers always want to know who the person is yep. that's with me. So let's kind of hear about your story. Sure. And I think also, how did your own faith, you know, uh, your own Christian faith become real to you, that, mm-hmm. that it actually works for you in your life today? So let's just hear about you. Yeah. So I grew up uh, in a small town called Niagara-on-the-Lake, beautiful little town. I'm a good Mennonite boy. Grew up uh, <laughs> in the Mennonite church. And very early on, my, my parents had always been adventurous and travelers themselves. So they took us on a lot of trips when we were really little. The first time I was in Germany, I think I was six years old. The first time they took our whole family down to Guatemala to drill wells. Uh, I think my youngest sister was eight. I was 10. My older sister was 12. So kind of from a very early age, not only was I raised with, you know, certain principles and, you know, my Christian faith, but then I also saw the way that not only my parents lived their faith out, but the way missionaries brought their whole families down to a foreign place and you know I got to be there you know kind of on the ground watching different things get done and interacting Mm -hmm. with kids from different cultures and some of those experiences early on were were really meaningful for me and also helped me to really understand what faith was all about and what it meant to love people and to give generously and to show the world just what it means to sacrifice different things. And so I saw that from different people in my life, and then I started to see the way that that was working for me. You know, Jeremy, I love that. I wish everybody had an opportunity like that. Mm -hmm. And and for me, too, being a missionary kid, I mean, you know, adopted in the Philippines, my family were there to be missionaries. And you get to see a lot of that kind of sacrificial living, Mm -hmm. giving, loving. And in our case, as a missionary family, like, there were times where we had zero money. And I remember we're like, we got to pray. Like, is somebody from Canada going to give us something. God, what are you going to do? And yeah. all of a sudden, honestly, and it sounds so crazy, but the doorbell would ring and there'd be this big package from yeah. like a church in Canada or family who said, we just happened to feel that you needed this at this time. Here it is. And we were like, we have food or we have yeah, clothes, and, right? And that idea was really inspiring to me as well, to look at this family who literally took everything and moved to a place to do something like this and to see the way that then they experienced faith and they experienced this type of generosity and it it inspired me to 
be the type of person who might go and put themselves on the front line where some of that cool stuff is happening. I think a lot of times if you're playing it really safe or afraid to take certain risks, a lot of that really neat stuff doesn't end up happening or it's not that it can't, but when you're in a place of great need, then every little thing you can really see as, you know, you're a little more in tune, I guess, with what God might be up to. Yeah. See, I think that's good because I've had discussions with my friends about, especially in North America, you know, yes, we have needs, but, but not the kind of needs, I would say like physical needs, food and water, clothing like those, you know, outside of North America. I mean, obviously, yes, there are those needs here too. But, you know, even growing up, there is something that when you see it and witness it, you realize how much more you really need God. That There's actually, now you understand what the word faith is Mm -hmm. and trust. Where sometimes here in North America, I've sat and people are like, I don't really understand or really have been in that place of of absolute need and trust for him Mm -hmm. or to have him in my life, a relationship with him or in the need of community. Whereas in, you know, in the Philippines where where community was everything because we couldn't be without people. Yep. Or else, totally. you know, that was it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So so you come back, you see all these things. Yeah. You come back to Canada. What happens? As you're sort of forming and, and sort of your formation as a young man, yeah. going to school, growing up, how does that impact you as, as you go through your life? I mean, I think this started to kind of, I guess, be the a bit of a catalyst for my thirst for different types of adventures. So I have a personality type where I like to have new experiences and I like to, I'm, I'm a little more extroverted, mm-hmm. a little more spontaneous. And so for me, it was kind of always, what is that next thing that I can do? And I think that there are pros and cons to that, right? Instead of, you know, maybe taking a little more time to reflect on something that's happened, I kind of found myself always trying to get onto the next thing. And if I wouldn't be doing something, I would think I was wasting my time or I wasn't living out my faith properly. So there's some challenges with that. But throughout university, I took a number of trips down to Bolivia and I actually led a trip down to Bolivia where we worked in an orphanage, Mm -hmm. which was a really neat experience. And again, you're just getting right on the ground floor with people who are really living this type of stuff out day to day, whatever your, you know, thoughts on short term missions might be. They're they're really, really incredible experiences for people and, and for me especially. There was another trip that I took with some buddies of mine from church where we went to Israel and Palestine and explored all kinds of different aspects of peace and conflict and the history of Christianity, Judaism, and Islam Mm -hmm. within that region. And it was just a fascinating trip. So all of these trips I had taken were adventurous, but they also had this element of exploration and also a little bit of a higher purpose, whether it was learning or Mm -hmm. serving or doing things like that. So as I'm kind of going on from one trip to the next or one experience to the next, we were in university and we kind of looked at our summer, my close friends and I, and we we were kind of wondering what we might do with our summer. And we kind of started sending links to campers to each other from Kijiji and say, hey, wouldn't it be cool to drive across the country? We hadn't seen our whole country. We'd seen other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Canada is this gorgeous and vast place. And so, you know, little trailers that you attach to your car turned into us sending pictures uh, of RVs and different things like that. And we ended up finding this beautiful RV, 1979 GMC, ancient thing, uh, for $2,000 on Kijiji. And we went to the guy's house in December and we bought it. And then we spent the next four months fixing it up. And then we hit the road and drove across the country. Now, Jim, when you say yeah, beautiful, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you mean beautiful, like aesthetically. Yes. When you say beautiful to me, I'm thinking like an HGTV. No, uh, no, Perfectly no. done That's up. not beauty. That's not true beauty. True beauty is like... Like um, a vintage and classic okay. look, plus 
you know, a nasty interior <laughs> with seats that have been sat in by who knows who. That's what we mean by beautiful. Okay. It's a beautiful story, this thing okay. that tells. It tells 30 years of stories. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So you, okay, so you, so you buy this RV. So we buy RV. it. And again, with our experiences, kind of, these were all my buddies that I'd grown up going to church with or had gone to high school with. And so we said, how can we not just make this trip about seeing Canada, which we want to do when we want to have fun. And in some ways it is about us, but we, we had this idea that isn't a new one, but to do random acts of kindness as we traveled across the country. So cool. And this was really cool because it forced us to actually create the opportunities where we would live out our faith versus going on a trip where you kind of just go and everything is done for you yeah. and, and you feel like you're doing something good. This was us, you know, calling up a random church in the town ahead and saying, is there a need and putting ourselves out there or seeing a guy who's raking his lawn at the side of the road and five gruff guys going up and saying, can we help you? And being really turned off or really nervous. And this was a really neat way for us to actually say, what does it look like for me to live my faith out every day in a way that no one is telling us what to do. No one is showing us what to do. And it was in some at sometimes a real challenge to actually take that step to go mm-hmm. and put yourself out there. And so it was a really neat opportunity. What was your favorite moment? I mean, for me as a woman, I, you know, that I, there's a bit of that sort of fear in you're just driving, first of all, with no plan <laughs> in, a, in a sense. Like yeah. you're, you're kind of doing your thing. Yeah. So for me, as like a control freak of like planning. It's yeah. like, that's so... <gasps> And second, you know, the people you're meeting, are you going to be safe? So there's a lot of elements to what you're doing where there's like, you know, safety concern. Safety was never a concern. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. So as you go about, what would you say is one of the most, you know, amazing experiences or people that you met along this along this journey. Yeah, there was one, you know, there's one specific story where it's really interesting. On a trip like this, you almost you look at different parts of the journey and you're much more aware of how A led to B and then B led mm-hmm. to C and then and so you kind of it's it's a really interesting feeling when you get to a place of excitement or a place of hardship and you kind of think about the events that led you there. All of life is like that, but on a trip like this it was much easier to see mm-hmm. what led to what. Uh, we got to Calgary and our transmission blew. And it was the Friday before a long weekend and we were already a few days behind because an RV travels slower than you <laughs> might imagine or we spent a couple extra days in Winnipeg or whatever it might have been. And we blew our transmission and it was going to be uh, at least $1,500 to fix. And we had a very fixed budget, you know, five guys, we put a pool of money together. And, you know, this moment was was really interesting because we were at a county fair that weekend. Mm -hmm. And at the county fair, we were kind of watching the chuck wagon races. But before that, there was this event called the Running with the Bulls. And the Running with the Bulls was a group of crazy people who would be in the on the chuck wagon race and then bulls would come and run no. and the person who did the most daring thing as told <laughs> by the judges would win a thousand dollars cash okay and so we kind of um we basically were watching this it was a saturday night and we found out that it was happening again sunday night oh no i, I can totally see and hear what's coming okay. making a an epic and long story short we <laughs> enter the running with the bulls and now this is a, something that was unsafe and i out of the five of us was more scared than anyone and i will openly admit that it was not it was not a, my cup of tea but we're in the ring with these massive 
bulls. Oh no! And the, our the one friend Jamie basically this this pack of bulls charges past us and mercifully didn't hit anybody. And then he starts chasing it down. And as he's chasing it down, he gets closer and closer and closer. Puts both his hands no. on the back of the bull and basically <gasps> mounts the bull. No, he does. And at this point, the crowd is absolutely going wild. And then after this round of bulls finishes, the judges call up the five people that they've seen that were daring, my friend being one of them, Jamie. And because there were four of us in the crowd, we were able to hype up the cheering, the applause meter for him. So um, the other interesting thing, too, is the people who were organizing the event were some local pastors. And we were actually staying with them. And and we knew them. They were pastors of the people we were staying at their church. And so they kind of relayed our story to some of the judges that we were these guys from all the way across the other side of the country. We were, um, you know, out a bunch of money because our transmission blew. And again, then uh, when the applause meter happened, Jamie ended up winning. We won our $1,000 cash. We're basically able to pay for most of the repairs. And it was, again, one of those moments where we were, uh, I mean, obviously, it was so exciting to win $1,000 yeah, and absolutely. to hold it. It's crazy. And, and then, you know, the other amazing thing is there was someone who was willing to stay on a weekend to fix our RV. So on Monday, we had had this amazing story and had watched all the different people we had interacted with, you know, pastors who we had put ourselves out there for, a family who had taken us in and to kind of get our story shared about some of the random acts of kindness and things that we were amazing. doing. It was this really beautiful moment. So on the first trip, that was probably the best moment. And, you know, there's a lot more details to the story, but I'll leave it there. All right. That's awesome. So five guys yep. in the RV. Yep. How long is the trip across Canada? This one was five weeks. So five weeks. Yep. Oh, my. Five <laughs> guys in an RV. I learned so much on this trip. We were in our really early 20s, and I learned so much about leadership and about team and mm. about making decisions. And many of those lessons I'm only learning now as I rehash what happened yeah. and how some of those tensions, you know, when the tensions got high. But it was just a, an absolutely fantastic experience. When you step outside, as you just said, now as it's over and yep. you're looking back and you're rehashing, looking at that, how does God faith play into that? Because, I mean, I want to, and Jeremy, for me, it's like, you know, God is in the everyday. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love that where you're saying, you know, you find adventure in the everyday. That's sort of the tagline of your podcast, yeah. you know, this open road podcast. But talk to me about that, because so many times, especially for those that are older, you know, faith has always been sort of the separate thing. You know, mm-hmm. we go to church, we have faith, we do our, our Jesus thing, and then life over here is, is different. And there's been a lot of compartmentalization and separation. Yeah. For you, though, it sounds like it's so integrated that mm-hmm. that faith and people and adventure and cool experiences running with the bulls is all part of life and faith. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about that. Talk to me about that, because I think that's that's a really, it would be an eye-opening, you know, thought sure. for some. And for some, it's like, how do I how do I do that? How do I get there? And I think that was one of the biggest things that I learned about on this trip Mm -hmm. because we had this goal to do random acts of kindness for different people and to show them love and to show them generosity. And when we're sitting back at our, you know, home, we had a big garage sale to raise some money that we could just give away. We're at the garage sale. People are there. We're making some money. And it's this really exciting and, um, you know, in some ways romanticized part of the trip where Mm -hmm. you just have so many dreams and hopes for what's going to come. And then when we were out there, you know, there could be three days that went by when we didn't see anyone or we didn't meet anyone or we didn't actually do anything meaningful. And so it was really from there kind of troubleshooting and asking ourselves as a group of guys, well, what could we be doing and what should we be doing? And so we came up with even little ideas like 
every morning when we would drive this hilarious rig through the Tim Hortons drive-thru, we would uh, <laughs> buy the people behind us their coffee and muffin. And it was just that small, simple gesture mm-hmm. of generosity. And I think with how busy people are in their lives today, if you don't take time to think intentionally about what might a small um, a small show of generosity be today, what might a small act of love be? look like today, then it, it won't happen. And it's something that these trips, and we've done a bunch of them to the east coast of Canada and other parts of uh, North America, they continually remind me and help me to shape the mindset where, yeah, if I don't try to, if I don't intentionally think about an act of generosity, an act of love in a given day, a day will go by no problem. Yeah, so sure. that's why, uh, you know, the tagline for the podcast and is finding adventure in the everyday. What's a one little thing that you can add to your day, a new experience or a new something? And, and it's the same with faith. What? How do we live out our faith every day? You're not going to be running with the bulls every day. You're mm-hmm. not going to be, you know, going out and serving your neighbor every single day or, you know, at the church soup kitchen or whatever it might be every day. But God has us where we are, and he will use us, and he'll put people on our path, whether it's even our own family. That's mm-hmm. another thing that I learned a lot about, where who are the people that I that are in my life that I need to love? I could love my parents better. I could love yeah. both of my sisters better. I could love my wife better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't even need to look way beyond um, or to do some extravagant trip or go on even a missions trip, there are people right now in everyone's life that need more love or that you could easily show some generosity to. And Jeremy, that's such a great reminder because I think within, even within sort of our Christian church culture, it's always been the big thing, the big act. And so people get all, you know, full of angst and and trepidation and stress because you're always like, I got to go out there and do something amazing. I've been designed for something big and great. Mm-hmm, so I have to mm-hmm. get outside. And, and it's a good reminder what you said, because in the everyday, that's I believe that's what Jesus calls us to do. You know, it's love our neighbor and our neighbor is our family yeah. and our neighbor can be our actually physical neighbor right beside us. Yeah. Or neighbor can be, you know, the whether it is like the Tim Hortons, you yeah, know, yeah. person in the drive through. And so I think that's good to to know, and I think that's great that you know your podcast because it was a blog, right? So so you decided to write about it. Yeah. And so make during it a blog all these and- trips, we basically wrote a blog, and we called it the Open Road Project because we're on the open road. Yeah. Come a little catchy name. It, <laughs> yeah, we thought good. it was okay, so we ended up writing a blog and, and writing down all our stories. So if you want to find that, it's Torp T O R P Blog dot com. Okay. It, we haven't updated it in a while because we haven't been on too many trips, and now we're we're doing some podcasting. But all of our stories are listed out there and it became pretty popular which was which was pretty cool and then with the podcast yeah and, and your hope though is that it's where you're sharing your stories of people mm-hmm. everyday people yep. and that they are finding as well sort of this in the everyday the adventure in their everyday exactly so on that on the podcast we try to interview people who are doing interesting things in the world who might even be doing some of those bigger things mm-hmm. and then we hear some of the stories of how they got to that place or their philosophy on what on adding more adventure and a little more, yeah, I, I guess energy and excitement and meaning to the things that they do. It's awesome. So here's five guys in an RV. Yeah. You know, you're you're telling me that you know this whole faith and adventure. I mean, you can go out there and buy an RV and do that, but also adventure can actually happen even within our everyday. And I think we have to, you know, even off, you know, redefine adventure. Sure. Because I think again, adventure is 
you know, for a lot of people, what you did, right. what you're doing. But adventure can be in our everyday, you know, looking for opportunities mm-hmm. to serve, looking for opportunities to push yourself, be courageous and go talk to someone or, or do an act of, ran, you know, yeah. a random act of totally. kindness. And I think that redefining adventure is really key. And that's one thing we do on the podcast. We try to get a ton of perspectives. When yeah. you think of adventure, again, you think of going on a road trip, climbing a mountain, going right, on a camping right. trip or doing things like this. But, you know, you could almost substitute the word meaning because when we We've gone on adventures. We found a lot of meaning there. So what is it? We're really, when we dig down into it, it's kind of the umbrella of adventure. But how do we really find more meaning in the things that we're doing? Do you think, Jeremy, you know, in the beginning, I introduced you as this really cool millennial, you know, who has thoughts on your generation. And that's pretty big to put on you. But... Would you say, I mean, is that sort of a marker of a millennial? I mean, millennial, they've said from Time Magazine and others, is born from 1980 to the year 2000. So some range 15 years old to 35, you know, whatever that is. But, you know, I am Gen X, so I'm right after, you know, Gen Y or millennials. But would that be a marker of millennial adventure? And talk, I, I guess I want to sort of get into your head, uh, you know, before we end, you know, the show about understanding you mm-hmm. as a millennial in your own faith, how you're wired. Because I think it's, it's, it would be just really informative for me sure. to understand, you know, sort of your generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting question, an interesting topic, <laughs> and one that I haven't put a ton of thought to. Yeah. But it, it is interesting for me now. I'm a few years out of university. I've been working, uh, you know, a pretty standard nine to five for the past three years. Um, And so it's very interesting for me now to balance what I love about adventure, my desire and thirst for adventure now with starting a family and understanding what it takes to, um, you know, to build uh, to build a life together Mm -hmm. and to you know, do some of those more traditional things that, you know, our our parents and our parents' parents did before us. So it's very interesting for me now to kind of wrestle with with some of that. And I, I am really grateful that I was able to go on some of these uh, some of these trips and adventures, because one thing that I've realized is, while it's easy to romanticize that type of thing. And I think many millennials and maybe even many people do, um, you know, there is a whole lot to be said for a bunch of the other ways that other generations have done things and the way that they've, you know, maybe built families and, and done other things like that. So right now I'm kind of caught between mm-hmm. this place where I'm trying to balance um, what what I hear from different uh, of my peers and different things like that versus uh, some of the other more traditional ways of thinking. And mm-hmm. I think that is a big struggle for millennials where on one hand, um, you know, we are told that the the world is our oyster. We can kind of do whatever we want, be whatever we want. It's really easy to see people who are doing that and who have achieved that. And then on the other hand, we're trying to figure out, well, what works for me and how mm. do I find um, meaning and, um, I guess, fulfillment in life. And I think one thing that millennials are really searching for, and I think really all people, is authenticity. Yeah. And with so much more information at everybody's fingertips, it's much more difficult in my mind to find real authenticity. Or if you think you find it, you'll easily find 40 other opinions that go exactly against what that one might be. And so I think that's a big challenge for, um, for millennials and for a lot of other people to really find any solid ground to stand on. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Because one of the things that I like about 
so there's the pros and cons about more information is that when I was growing up, it was always sort of this one way. Yeah. You know, you're going to listen to the pastor. That's the truth. Yeah. And you're going to listen to, you know, these, you know, these holy men and women. Yeah. And that's the truth. And whenever you wanted to question or, or, you know, divert from that, you're whispering in cars or, or, or feeling like you're a bit of, you know, a renegade. Yeah. Um, and and in, in hidden small groups discussing this new way of doing church or doing sure. life. And so there was that part. And so with more information, that's good. However, I, I do see the struggle, especially for millennials, that there's so much more information, mm-hmm. especially with social media. The trying to manage and figure out what is true or what to live by can be daunting and hard. Totally. Because you're like, you're right, 50 opinions, what is right? Mm-hmm. So now do I talk to my parents and I talk to the pastor? Do I go on this website, listen to a podcast to figure it out? And so there's a lot of more coming at you, mm-hmm. um, at us, and you're trying to weed through it all. Mm-hmm. What would you say would be, I mean, the best ways to then you know, figure out what, what is true and works for you? You know, what would, what yeah. would you say? I think that is another reason why I love talking about adventure and why I love going on adventures and, and having new experiences because through these new experiences, you get to see the way that other people do life mm-hmm. and the way that other people process information and the other things that people believe. And not only that, but you get to put yourself into a place that you would not otherwise have been in. And these experiences that shape us um, for me anyways, they have been the things that have really helped me to understand and really buy into, you know, the stories that I grew up with and the faith that I grew up with. Because I see that when you show people love, you are generous and you sacrificially offer yourself to people, to the world, Mm -hmm. that really great stuff happens. And not that you expect great stuff to happen, but those are also the times when you're stretched the most and you're grown the most. Mm -hmm. And so that is, I think, why we enjoy talking about it, not to have adventure for the sake of adventure, but adventure for the sake of opening your mind to new perspectives and really trying to think about, well, what actually works and what is truth. And, you know, we find that when we put ourselves out there in a certain way, even if someone shuts us down or whatever, now I get to wrestle with, oh, was that the best thing to do? Should Is there a different way? Or do I firmly believe that by by offering X that that was the right thing to do for yeah. me? And, and you only get that through experiences and through putting yourselves out there. And by going on a grand adventure, you're more in the mindset to, mm-hmm. to start to do that. You know, I think, Jeremy, that's such a good point because I think the world is much more open mm-hmm. to people who are serving and giving and loving generously and being open rather than closed and just, you know, either hiding away in, in our churches and forcing people to come to us versus going out there and giving of ourselves. I'm not saying you can't get burned by doing some no, of that I, stuff absolutely. either, right? I get it. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that there is a part of, in our own Christian faith, that we need to take the courage and be brave to get out there. Mm-hmm. And out there means, you know, again, it's not necessarily going way out there, you know, to the world, but it's it's getting out and meeting with people, hanging yeah. out with people that are different than you, yeah. you know, being open to, to different people's religions and thoughts and mm-hmm. not being afraid of it, but engaging conversation and life. And, and when I say breaking bread, having dinner with them, yeah. right? And so I think that's such a good reminder. I think that you know, as you go about your life, it's good. I'm so glad that, you know, you're here because even for me, there's sometimes I kind of get stuck and I want to be more comfortable and safe than actually putting myself out there Mm -hmm. and actually, you know, serving and and loving the way that I believe Jesus modeled, you know, in the scriptures, like he was out there. Yeah. Yeah. He he sat and had, you know, dinner with his disciples and hung out, but a lot more than not that we read, he's out there. Totally. 
with the people. Uh, last thoughts of encouragement. You know, if you want to be more adventurous or want to get out there, what would you say would be some key things that you need to do? I would say find a friend or a couple of friends and you just start small. Go and do something that you've never done, whether it's, you know, even just a local attraction. Just get out with, with people Try something new and interesting. Try a new experience. Um, that's another reason why we started the podcast is because we can't go on five-week-long adventures anymore. We only <laughs> have, you know, maybe a weekend or maybe yeah. uh, a certain time. But start to start to think about, like, even just look at your last week and say, how many times did I uh, show someone uh, love in a way that I didn't don't usually or did I you know show someone some generosity mm. and if there's no times in your week no problem in the next week ahead think of one way to try to do that and one way to either have a new experience that puts you in a in a place that you wouldn't otherwise have been um, and I think that's probably a, a decent enough place to start that's awesome well Jeremy co-host of the open road podcast Great to have you here. I'm encouraged. I want to go out now and figure out my adventure. Really appreciate your thoughts and all the best. I can't wait to listen and read about your next adventure on the road. Thanks so much, Melinda. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Your Story with Melinda, an exclusive presentation of FaithStrongToday.com. Listen to past episodes by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes and join the conversation with Faith Strong Today on Facebook.